Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 413. On this episode, we've got, well, a whole bunch of news, it turns out. Uh, and then we'll be going over uh, all the things we did and saw at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, which was the 50th anniversary uh, of the now huge pop culture uh, event, more than just a comic book convention. Uh, as always, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 413. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. I'm Kyle from noreruns.net. And I'm Lynn, contributing to TV Times 3. All right. Well, uh, thank you both for joining me to talk a little Comic-Con, because we're going to talk so much news. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna big be... news and little Comic-Con. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, but the, uh, the biggest news is that Lynn got her approval, so she can come marry me now. That's big news. That's big news. I'm sure all the TV Times 3 fans are just yes. so excited about it. Well, I'm excited about it, so... Now, if only you could you could have brought more stuff back. If only. But now on to the uh, TV news portion of the podcast. Uh, ABC announced that the upcoming seventh season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be its last. So that lasted six seasons longer than a lot of people thought it would. <laughs> I'm still watching, but... It, uh, it I, I was going to say it lasted four seasons more than I watched, I think. Uh, I'm still watching, and I'll definitely watch the, the final season. And then in the uh, other cancellation news here, uh, Amazon has canceled uh, Forever, The Romanoffs, and Too Old to Die Young after one season. And Lore and Patriot uh, after two seasons. Uh, but then on the other side of things, they have renewed The Boys and Carnival Row for a second season. Uh, and The Expanse for a fifth. Did you watch The Boys yet? I was, I actually ended up binging that entire thing. Even though I hadn't planned to, I just got sucked in and, and watched all eight episodes. No, I still only have watched the first two that... Uh, we saw at the screening at Comic-Con haven't gotten to uh, uh, anything else. Now, do they, do they actually only let adults into that? Cause that is certainly not a kid friendly <laughs> series. Yeah. I don't know if there were <laughs> any, uh, uh, unlike the euphoria screening <laughs> at ATX, I don't recall seeing any kids in the, uh, really into the in that screening out there in that uh, at the Amazon activation do you know I don't think I don't think so uh, I don't think so I think they actually made it like I think the whole Amazon activation was 18 and up so I think they just kept it to that yeah all right and uh, AMC has uh, renewed fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, for a sixth season, and also uh, Nosferatu for a second. Uh, CBS has canceled the code after one season. FX has renewed Archer for an 11th season. Um, let's see. 
HBO has renewed uh, Euphoria for a second season. That cast must be euphoric about the yeah, really... <laughs> Sorry, I had to step in. You you weren't going to make the bad pun. So. <laughs> there we go. Kyle, Kyle, always there for backup. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Hulu has renewed The Handmaid's Tale for uh, season four. Uh, IFC has renewed uh, the Baroness Von Sketch show for a uh, fifth season. Can Sorry. <laughs> and As then, we said. And then uh, NBC announced that the uh, the upcoming season of Will and Grace will be its second ending. <laughs> I wonder uh, if they'll throw in another ending that they can go and reverse yeah, <laughs> like should, years later. They should totally do like uh, an ending that. Uh, actually, they should go and do an ending that tries and put some of those things back. <laughs> like redo the same ending again. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that if you just do the same ending as before, which is better hair. And then uh, AP Bio that was uh, canceled by NBC has now been revived by NBC, but not for the network for their upcoming streaming service. So AP Bio will be back for a third season uh, for your streaming pleasure sometime. Early next year, maybe, or into this year, whenever everybody's streaming service is supposed to debut. Uh, so that will be back. And then uh, Netflix uh, canceled a Designated Survivor after three seasons. Uh, and then it also recently renewed uh, Lucifer for a fifth season, but is now upped the episode count from 11 to 16, which is cool if you're a fan of the show, but also 11, that was a weird number of episodes to renew <laughs> it for anyways, like to begin with. Uh, and then they have also renewed Big Mouth for three seasons. So there's three more seasons of that coming. Uh, Stars has canceled Now Apocalypse after one season. And then uh, Amory will be super happy about this. TNT has renewed Animal Kingdom for a fifth season. So, and I think there's still some other stuff that uh, we missed over the last couple weeks. Uh, with Comic-Con and now TCA going on, there's just announcements all over the place for the uh, there's probably something that's been announced right now while we're recording this podcast <laughs> that we'll talk about on the next one. Uh, but yeah, any uh, any disappointments and cancellations or happiness for renewals there, Kyle, on any of that stuff? Um, I did enjoy the first two seasons of Big Mouth. I haven't seen the latest one, so that I'm glad that there's going to be more to come for that. Um, and then... Uh, like the boys, I, I did really enjoy that first season, so I definitely want to see more of that. Uh, I think those were the two. I, Will and Grace, I mean, I'm watching it, but I'm fine if they end it. I have way too many things to keep up with, and that's uh, that's already had plenty of seasons, so I, I'm fine if they're if they're going to cancel that. Yeah, for me, uh, I mean, I still kind of plan on or had planned on catching up with the uh, agents of shield. Uh, 
but uh, now it's so so far behind because they're so many episodes but but they're short seasons right these later ones oh, yeah have been... that's true too they ha- they are more uh short shorter seasons now so that could be helpful uh but then in the uh in the amazon stuff i mean i've liked what i've saw of the boys so far and carnival row looks super interesting and i'm behind on the expanse but i really like that show when i have watched it so i'm glad that there's uh more putting me further behind <laughs> in the future. <laughs> uh, well, we know Ivy's excited for the Expanse. Yeah, Ivy, uh, I'm sure, is excited for the Expanse. And but I think that's about uh, that's about it. How about you, uh, Lynn? Any? Yeah, I mean, I'm like Kyle. I mean, I've, I'm so far behind on screening. Um, unemployment once I finish packing will be spent screening and uh, a lot of stuff on in the catalog but um, Will and Grace you know I, I think it was one of the best of the reboots um, I think people at network execs are getting a little bit lazy and rebooting things instead of coming up with original ideas but that was a great reboot and really timely um, and the boys isn't my thing but I have to say it was a really fun pilot and and um, by all accounts, everything that I've seen in my newsfeed, uh, Facebook feed, Twitter, people are loving it. So they, it's, it's no doubt that's part of the reason why it was renewed even before it had launched. So it was kind of fun to see them get all excited about it at the screening. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll, uh, that'll do it for the news. And we'll move on to our San Diego Comic-Con 2019 recap. We'll talk a a bit about all the things we did and saw and uh, ate, because that's my favorite subject. (laughs) Uh, We'll go over uh, eight questions. Uh, First up, what were your favorite panels and or press rooms that you attended each day? Or We'll start with you, Kyle. What uh, what were your highlights of, of the things the non-activations and nighttime events, uh, either panels or press rooms that you did each day? Uh, so I think the the panels that are the press rooms that I was most interested in seeing were all of the NBC comedies. So Superstore, The Good Place, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, just because I'm a fan of all three of those. So I was excited to get to see the cast in person for for all those shows. Uh, we were a little crunched for time in most of those because there were so many people and we didn't really get to talk for long with a lot of them, but it was still a lot of fun to actually see those people in person. Um, and then also the bless the hearts press room. It was basically Amory and I and two other people at the round table. And so it was just the four of us at the only round table in the room. And we got to talk to the three people that were there all together. So that was a lot of fun. Just having a nice small, uh, round table for that room and then also the the creep show room was the only one that i attended that um that we weren't allowed to do video but i found that it was actually you were less concerned with like oh i'm trying to line up the perfect shot and keep track of the camera that you could really just engage more with the people that were 
that were talking and they had a lot of interesting stories. That was like uh, Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead uh, is one of the producers on the show. And then uh, they had Giancarlo Esposito, who's um, he's from Gus Fring from uh, from uh, Breaking Bad. And then they had Trisha Helfer and uh, DJ Qualls. And all three of those actors had a lot of interesting stories. Uh, the the only panel that I actually attended the entire con was for the Lego DC Batman Family Matters. Uh, it's a basically a direct to video animated movie that comes out on I think it's August eighth, uh, or maybe it's next Tuesday. But it's it's coming up. Uh, so that basically at that panel they screened the movie and then they talked to the to the cast and the creators of that. And one thing I found fun about that was uh, the character of uh, Billy Babson, who, uh, who's known as Shazam, shows up in that movie. And so almost all of the questions started to be, oh, are you going to get a Shazam movie? <laughs> How about that Shazam movie? So no one was asking questions about Batman. Everyone was all wanted to see an animated Shazam movie, which they pretty much confirmed that that's what they were working on, but they weren't allowed to officially say that that's what they were working on. But after a while, they were like, okay, no more Shazam questions. Uh, we're only taking Batman questions for the rest of this panel. But uh, yeah, and I, I did the press room for that one as well, and I quickly realized how little I know about Batman, because all these people are like, oh, this character, this version of Robin was in this thing, and like, I have no idea what you guys are talking I felt like I had like a table full of comic book nerds and I'm like the imposter sitting at the table that doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> but I mean, it was an interesting. It was interesting to hear all these people talk about all this stuff. It made me wish I knew more about the whole huge comic history of, of Batman. Yeah, no. Well, that's the always the type of stuff that's funny when any any when a a movie or a TV show or something comes out and people complain that it's not the the right you know, Batman or the right Spider-Man. And you're like, which one from the, you know, like the 50 year <laughs> history of it. It's been, it's been written and rewritten so many times, like, you know, with different, you know, different writers and different uh, artists and different things. Like, what do you mean? It's not the right one. <laughs> it's not the one that you grew up reading or whatever, or the one that you wanted, but be like if I assume there was one doctor in Doctor Who, and that's the <laughs> doctor. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, that was just a small bit of the many press rooms that I attended. I attended all kinds of other CW ones and uh, some other sci-fi ones, but way too many to talk about. How about you, Lynn? Favorite uh, panels and/or press rooms? Uh, well, I have to say, I have to thank you, Mr. TVaholic, um, for pointing out the Muppets that were doing an interview, um, just outside one of the panel room or sorry, one of the press rooms. So I, being the total kids TV geek that I am, I kind of loitered and managed to finagle my way into the, um, reserve seating, uh, with, with some great challenges for the Sesame street panel, which was phenomenal. Um, the interesting thing about that, um, and it was actually interesting, it was mentioned in the session, is that so the moderator, and I can't remember her name, I think it was Yvette, Yvette Lee Bowser, or no, I'm confusing names, I'm sorry, I'll have to look it up, 
um, was saying she thought it was going to be more more kids and more families and was pleasantly surprised to see so many adults there. And it was just really heartwarming. I think, you know, we all we always joke around and especially, you know, working in TV, you go, oh, we're not saving lives. But you really, you know, it's really had an impact over 50 years or um, and it was just really amazing to hear people saying how, you know, they learned how to speak English, um, you know, because of Sesame Street, I witnessed the most, you know, heartwarming thing when I was loitering around watching the interviews where a gentleman asked if they could do just like a soundbite for his nonverbal autistic son who loved the count. And they brought out the count. They did a custom uh, video. I was crying. The father was crying. It was just a big love fest. So I have so much respect for um, the puppeteers. And uh, that was pretty amazing. It was, it was incredible. It was like 2000 people, you know, reliving their youth and, and showing that Um, as far as press rooms being the newbie, I didn't get as many as, as you guys did, but one I found that was kind of fun was the Pandora one. Um, not knowing much about the show or the talent, you, they, they really obviously bonded while being on location. So, um, at our table, they kind of brought one actor in and then before the other one went out, they kind of sat together. And so there was a lot of riffing back and forth. Some people didn't like it too much, but I thought it was, it was kind of a nice segue into actually see, you know, you hear all this stuff about chemistry with with cast members and you think it's all contrived, but it, it seemed pretty legit there. So that was kind of interesting. Um, I was excited to chat with Stephen Amell um, from Arrow and hear a little bit more. I wish there was more time to talk to Katie Cassidy because she did uh, a director's program through Warner Brothers and sort of would like to have heard a little bit more about that, but that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So I guess that would be the most I guess the, the best ones I thought I was bummed that Jonathan Scar from Van Helsing didn't show up and that I didn't get the chance to talk to Alex from Van Helsing, but Trisha Helfer was pretty cool too. Yeah. I did really enjoy that Pandora room. I, I, I also liked the way it was almost like you were watching one of those like one shots uh, of like a movie where like one person's sitting there then they slide in the next person. Then the first person slowly slides out and the new person's joins the second person. So it was like a flow from like, and you got to see all the different chemistry between various different pairings of the actors. And it was, was interesting. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. I was just going to say it was interesting too, because you could follow up on the questions with the next person. So, um, you know, that was kind of a nice segue. And sometimes you didn't even have to ask the question where they're like, oh, well, this happened in this situation. And um, that they're basically, I shouldn't say, but I should say to give a little bit more context, uh, the writers were actually writing more for the people and situations that had happened. And so we were jokingly saying maybe they'd, you know, start creating these false narratives or something like that to see if they get written into the storyline and so that became sort of this run through with some of the questions that we had so that was kind of fun uh yeah for me let's see uh on thursday the emergence press room was uh it was kind of fun uh if you 
I mean, uh, Allison Tolman and uh, what's the the young lady's name? Uh, Alexa Swinton, who plays the the little girl that she finds in the show. Uh, they had they had good chemistry, and they were fun to talk to uh, at the at the table. Um. Then on Friday, uh, the Pennyworth uh, press room was uh, was kind of cool, especially after having uh, uh, seen the Pennyworth activation, which we'll I'm sure we'll talk about more later, uh, and then also seeing the first episode of the show. Uh, so that was you know that was cool to talk to them. And then on Friday, the uh, the Pandora press room was was entertaining, but I was one of the people that didn't particularly like that. They kept putting people in and taking people out because you don't get like, you end up with like a half hour video of all the things and it's hard to break it into like who is talking about what. And while some of the stories were entertaining and a couple of them just riffing on each other for a while was entertaining. Uh, you weren't able to ask some of the same questions that you had asked like the previous one because the, it just never went back to that. And then, you know, they would take somebody else out and put somebody else in. And so it, the, the conversation just kept uh, changing. Uh, and so I'm still not sure I need to put those videos out. <laughs> How did you do it, Kyle? <laughs> I edited. So for the first three, I edited first, we had just the main actress. Then once the second person joined in, I became, that became a second video. And then once, uh, uh, she left and the, he was joined by the other actor, then that became a third video. It actually edited itself pretty easily into three separate videos. So. It, All right. It I'm, still flowed. I'm trying to remember what the, the story, the, the story was that they pieced that they put into the script. And I can't remember. There was one about one of the actors was scared of of bees or wasps. Uh, there was something about right. like a taco restaurant or that was something different, which was yeah. kind of humorous. Cause they're all saying like, he took us to this taco restaurant, but it wasn't really Mexican food or something like that. And then the guy at the end was like, Oh, we found this great Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, he didn't realize they were, they were dissing on the restaurant earlier in, in one of the other conversations. <laughs> yeah. One of them was like, the food was good, but it wasn't Mexican food. <laughs> <It> was like... <laughs> and it was, Priscilla um, Quintano, whoops, I've just lost the, the the pronunciation of her name, that had me hypnotized. I thought I was, like, being um, possessed. She was just, like, you know, I, yeah, Pris Priscilla Quintana. She was just so captivating. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I've seen actors before, and they're all made up. But she was so luminous. It was just, like, I felt... I felt like I was being inappropriate because I couldn't stop staring at how pretty she was. And she was so engaging. It was, uh, it was quite disarming. Actually, I was kind of embarrassed at the end. Well, at least nobody stopped in the middle of it and asked you if you were all right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and then, uh, Saturday, uh, the good place and, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, uh, those were, those were fun, uh, to be in there, even though we only got like the leads for like a couple of minutes at the end, uh, especially in the good place. 
but uh, but still, it was fun talking to uh, that, those two casts, even if it was uh, short on on some ends. Uh, and then uh, Lynn and I winged our way out of there on Sunday, so I don't have any uh, Sunday stuff uh, to talk about. But yeah, those were the... Uh, and I didn't attend any panels <laughs> this year. Uh, also partially because I wasn't there on Sunday, which is usually the day I end up <laughs> going into Hall H and checking out what's... Uh, I didn't even make it into Hall H on Sunday. Mine was in some random, like, 6 BCF or something, the one panel I attended. That was just Sesame Street 1, too. I don't know, being the newbie, I was afraid of 6H. Or Hall H, sorry. Yeah, it is all Lynn saw is the the wraparound of lines outside waiting to get into it all the time. Uh, all right. So, uh, next, what outside activations, uh, did you check out? And, uh, we'll start I think with we Kyle all pre- and we, <laughs> we can, I think we can all <laughs> kind of talk about them as we go through, uh, cause we, we went to a lot of the same. So I'll start with the one that only I ended up at. And then I think everything else we all did. Uh, so on Wednesday night, I had gone to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine activation. Uh, so what they did there was they, the same place that they had the good place last year, but he, this time they turned it into a um, a replica of the precinct. So you, you basically, when you walked in, you were in this briefing room. So everyone sat down and they had a guy dressed sort of like Jake, but he was like a fake Jake. Uh, and so he was giving us a briefing describing what was going on. And, and then he basically said, we're going to split everyone up and you're going to go and do these tasks. So they gave everyone like these colored, uh, arm bracelets and we got split into three or four teams. I think it was three teams. And then we went in. And so you walked into the precinct, there was all this random commotion going on. So it felt like you were watching like the show because there's people dressed up as like Obi-Wan and other costumes in the, in the. Um, interrogation room and other people that are just in weird costumes or in weird situations but basically they had a cop assigned to each of the teams and they basically had different tasks so you wanted to be the team that completed your four tasks first but everyone all the teams had different tasks so there were like 12 different things going on in this small room all at once my team failed miserably i think it's because i found out later that all the other groups, they were actually splitting each team into two teams and giving them two tasks. Because we basically finished two tasks in the, it, before the the game was over. So had we been split into two teams, each doing two tasks, we might have had a shot. Although the video at the end, when they have like the real Jake and, and some of the other characters like congratulating the winning team, he's like, and congratulations, Kyle. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> like, I just happened to have the name that he picked uh, uh, when he was giving the congratulations speech. So it ended up working out for me anyway. But um, yeah, so then once we left that, then uh, they hand you like this little badge um, 
this little precinct badge uh, pin on your way out. And then after that, we walked over to the superstore. So basically they took over the lobby of the hard rock and turned it into like a mini superstore. So you just basically walked in. They, uh, they gave you like a shopping bag that had some good play stuff on it. Why it didn't have cloud nine superstore <laughs> on it. I don't know, <laughs> but it had like the good play stuff written on both sides. And then they had like some fake products there and they had some people like taking your picture as like the employee of the month. Uh, and then like the fake products, like they were quite humorous. There was like a child side candy bar that was probably like six or eight feet long and like three feet tall. And it's like, um, and just a whole bunch of other random stuff. And then they had turned like the, the place where you actually check into the hotel, they had turned that into like the, the, cashier is like the checkout i i thought it was part of the the actual thing like we had to go do the checkout but that's where people like going to the hotel actually had to check in it looked like the actual checkout lanes of the so i'm sure people were confused when they walked into the hard rock and had to check into their room like where am i going but uh yeah i think it was pretty well done uh both of the things um uh, so, I mean, like the, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you could have gone and done that multiple times and had, if the line wasn't horrendous, uh, you'd go in and, and get a new experience every time if you were just put on a different team and doing different tasks. Did it, did anybody ever go into the uh, into Mary Jane's that was the, uh, the IHOP? The interdimensional house of pancakes or hole of pancakes. I wandered by and just looked in, but I didn't. I never walked in there to take a look. It wasn't part of our our uh, press tour. Had they sent us in there, I definitely would have uh, tried some stuff. Yeah, I, it was weird because usually, usually at least one night or somewhere somewhere along the line, like you end up like at Mary Jane's like late at night or something like that or uh but yeah I guess I don't know maybe because it was a different mix of uh, people that actually of our group that we usually hang out with that was there that uh things that uh usually happened didn't happen or uh and then you know Lynn was there for her first time so it changed uh it changed up the dynamic a, a bit but I never even uh other than to take some pictures when they were putting up the wrap around the outside of it, I never even like walked by it or looked inside to see what they were, uh, what they were doing or how they changed the inside of it, uh, for, uh, for Comic-Con. Uh, but what about the, uh, what about the other stuff you did that, uh, I think we all ended up uh, doing? Yeah. So on Wednesday, um, the other thing we did was the Amazon activation. So for that, they had three different experiences. They had one for the Expanse, one for Carnival Row, and one for the boys. So for the Expanse, you basically got in line and then you walked in and you were part of this like UN team doing some kind of investigation of this situation that's going on on a planet. Like there were belters who were squatting there and you were trying to prevent the situation from escalating. So when you walked into the main area, they split everyone off into groups um 
And so you were part of one group that's maybe talking to one person on this planet and another group is, is trying to figure out a different piece of what's going on. And so this was another one where you could do this multiple times and get a completely different experience because you could be put with a different group that goes and explores something different. I was in the same group as Amory. We were talking to like this woman who was like leading the resistance or organizing a plan or something. So like Amory gets sat down at the table and like she, the woman tells me, Oh, get some of those chess pieces over there. I didn't hear it as some of the chess pieces. Meanwhile, I have like a camera in my hand. I'm trying to film the whole thing. So I grabbed the entire heavy chessboard. <laughs> you can see them all gasping like, oh no, he's going to drop this thing. And then I'm trying to move this with one hand to the table. And the woman's like, oh, so this is what we're going to do now. And like, uh, so I finally managed to get this whole giant chess thing with all the pieces intact placed on the table. And like Amory is just dying laughing. You can see it in the video. Like she just lost it as I'm trying to do this. And so, I mean, it was, it was entertaining. And like, once we got back out, then everyone's like back in this um, thing, like there's an explosion going on in the background. And like, then they rush everyone out. And when we left, they handed us like these, um, like these cups for the expanse, uh, which I don't think they handed out to regular people. I think I was just there for the press preview. Um, then there was the carnival row thing, which you started off be, you had to select if you were a human or a creature, which Amory and I both wisely, we didn't know it at the time, selected human. Uh, so we just breezed on through. So when we first entered, you enter into this marketplace where there's these, these creatures like, like trying to sell you produce and do other things. And so like this woman came up to us, she's trying to sell potatoes. Amory's like, I don't, I don't want a potato. Uh, and I didn't want to either. I just kept on walking. But then later on, the cop was like, wait, 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 wait. Cause it was some creature trying to buy one of the potatoes. And he's like, no, 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 this gentleman, gentleman he gets the potato not uh this creature he's a human he gets the potato so then now i'm stuck carrying this potato through the entire thing like because once we did that then you're like if you were a creature you had you were let right into this back room that had this this nightclub going on in there or a strip club or something uh uh, going on back there but as humans we had to basically just try to sneak in so we had to wait we were told like to wait until there's a moment when someone opens the door and just go in so then Amory and I went into that uh into that main area there was like these creatures singing and and people wandering around like they would go and take someone off to these side rooms like Amory said she was taken off to one of the side rooms and she was showing a peephole that she looked in there was like naked women in the peephole like I, I no one ever, ever approached me in this room. I was just standing there with my potato in my hand. <laughs> and, and so no one approached me at all. <laughs> but then uh, the cops came, come raiding into Sounds the. Sounds like you could have used a peephole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then the cops come raiding in and then we were escorted out of the, uh, out of the, the uh, strip club or nightclub, whatever it was. Um, uh, or I think it was a brothel, actually. I think it was supposed to be a brothel. And so then we uh, then we walked out of there, and there was, like, a place where you get your photo taken, like, as a fairy, um, like, floating in the air. Uh, they had, like, a little photo op thing there. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I just can't stop. Uh, that's just the best line ever, Kyle. <laughs> Amory got to see naked women in a peephole, and I was just left there holding my... 
Oh, when I when we did leave, when we did leave, the person saw me holding my potato, and they're like, "Oh, wait, 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 wait! Anyone who has produce, please leave it here." <laughs> I feel like I should say that there were no naked women in the peephole. It was a fairy. Okay. So, so unless every... she was looking at another peephole, <laughs> there, there was pe- something going on. Unless there were other peepholes. Or she just did, or they just didn't notice that it was like very, like a very pale pink little fairy outfit or whatever. But yeah, your experience was very different than ours, which led us to both getting sunburns, I think, while waiting for that ex- activation because we each chose different characters a human and creature and then realized we'd be separated and we wanted to go it through together so traded off as creatures which was a big bad mistake because it took us an hour i think to get through yeah but um, they were still they they were if there wasn't enough humans or whatever they were still bringing a like you know eight of each through each time or something like that so they were having people switch back off unless they didn't want to uh so that but it took you guys significantly it still, long. It still yeah. seemed to take a really long time for... Uh, yeah, part of the thing was they had these cops that are, like, you know, rousting you at the beginning, telling you, you know, if you're a creature, to you know, better watch yourself and stuff like that. And then they're telling the humans on the other side, you know, have a good day. <laughs> Enjoy yourself at the market. and uh, And then they're watching you while you're in the market. And then when you go, when the cops show up at the end, it's the same cops that you saw at the beginning. And so they had to use everybody, all the actors there for the whole thing. And so they could only take so many people through at one time. And the whole thing took like 10 plus or more minutes. Uh, And then they had to, you know, reset some things and stuff like that. I don't know. It's probably like 15 minutes or more to go through that whole thing. And uh, so they couldn't, like, once people got into the one room, they couldn't, like, start sending people into the market, you know. And then as those people were let out of the, the room, then the people were let from the market into the room so they could filter more people through because they had to keep using the same uh, act yeah, the- for the way they had it set mm-hmm. up. And so... You know, they could only run so many people through, but it seemed like for some reason, after they ran a group through, like it was a really long time before they put, <laughs> before they put another group through and then got to our group. Like we were, you know, standing there for uh, way longer than it should have been able to put two groups through that, that we were like that far back. Uh but it was still pretty, it was still really well done. And, you know, it does, it is one of those things that does make you more interested in, like, actually seeing, you know, the show. Uh, these sort of immersive experiences where they put you into, you know, like the middle of the show. Uh, the Expanse one was, the Expanse one was okay. Uh, but mostly, like, you had like the actors take you as part of a group and he's like, let me do all the talking, you know, type of stuff. And 
So you're just following this actor around that's trying to do stuff, and you never really, you're not really there long enough to actually find out whatever they're, you're supposed to find out uh, before they're like, oh, there's something happening, and there's an explosion, get out, and everybody goes racing out of the place. Uh, the did you guys car- do the... Well, we did the uh, the boys one uh, after that, too, but the Carnival Row one was one that you kind of got to be in the atmosphere of, you know, this club that, you know, for creatures and fairies and stuff like that, that was, uh, you know, really well set. You know, like it was, it was a, like a beautiful set piece that they had uh, put together. Uh, Unless you're stuck there holding your potato. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Then, Then it's a whole different experience. No, but the thing that, the thing that sucked is both Lynn and I, uh, we, we thought we had set, we thought we had hit record on our phones for the video and she had pa- paused hers and I never even turned mine on apparently. And so there was like this whole, like two or three minutes of them, like, uh, you know, rousting you at the beginning before they let you into the market. Uh, and the, the people that they had hired were really good in their, you know, that they hired to play these cops. Uh, and then I, you know, continued filming in or thought I was filming into the marketplace and stuff. And then I looked and turns out didn't get any of, of that on video. And, uh, it was, it was too bad because, uh, that was, that was part of the, that was the best part almost of the, the thing was the, the, the initial uh, lady cop that was there, uh, you know, telling people what to do. She was really in on her role. And uh, what did, uh, before we go on to the boys, what did you think of Carnival Row and the Expanse, Lynn? Um, I'm in agreement with you on Carnival Row. I think it was just, it just goes to show you, you know, when you put some money behind something, how amazing, like, every little detail of that like English parlor slash bar. I mean, uh, you know, the bar was fully stocked with glasses and, and it was like this beautiful bar setting with this little tiny roundabout stage and these little back little, I would say about the size of a phone booth for those of you who remember what phone booths were like there, you know, not very big little seat where people were being pulled aside that were curtained to, to like whisper, you know, hear little nuances about things and being led to the people or you could see the fairy hiding. Um, I think I read somewhere where Orlando Bloom was a little bit triggered by the, the lineups of the treatment of humans versus creatures. It was a little too immigration like, um, and the girl in front of us, Lindsay wanted to see the reaction. And so at the beginning, this like English Bobby, you know, with the, the British kind of hat, um, old school hat said, here's a line, you can't cross it. And so she purposely stood in front of it, which is the part that Jason and I managed to mess up with our recording. Um, and because of course, Jason's taller, she really played on that. She's like, Oh, you think you're so, you're so you're a big guy. You think you're so smart. Do you? Well, I've got some guys in the back that could rough you up. And, you know, it was really, really well done. And, um, you know, the market, like my video, when I did have it, 
because they were pulling you aside to give you like, you know, there's a, a person you should go see, knock behind that door and give them the password. The video is a little bit crazy, but the, you know, the marketplace was really good. Um, I tried to get some free bread, but no luck there. They were trying to ply me with tomatoes. Didn't work. Um, but it was, you know, a little bit time consuming, but you know, they did it really, really, really well. Well, that's the good because you didn't want to be standing around just holding your tomatoes. You know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, you know, just the talent evolved. And there was one woman I thought was just phenomenal. Like it's one of the creatures and her feet were almost like, like goats hooves sort of thing. So she must've been wearing some sort of heels. So it almost looked like she had a hoof um, for feet which I can't imagine was very comfortable um, when she was on the little stage singing. Um, yeah, but it was really, really well done. Uh, I realized how I'm not Gumby because getting onto that little fairy thing to take the picture was a bit awkward, but it was fun. The Expanse one, I agree with you, Jason. I think they, in a good way, because they wanted to get people through, I think it was a bit rushed. So you know, we were supposed to be looking for some box or something with a red stripe or something like that. And it kind of lost my way. I'm like, am I being pulled aside to this one thing to get a clue to find this thing or what? Um, but, you know, it, it was kind of interesting to see how they did it. And then the boys, I'm going to jump ahead. Um, the activation was really, really good. They also had this huge building in the middle and then they had these performers sort of like almost like they were leading this protest but without any context it was a bit weird and they kept saying uh what was it soup Soup suck yeah but when they were saying it from you know 20 feet in the air it sounded like suits sucks and i'm like wow i'm sure the folks over was it bravo but we're going to love the fact that everybody's yelling suits or USA network. Sorry. Are you <laughs> yelling suits sucks? So it took me a second on that one. Um, but the activation for that was well worth, um, you know, waiting in line wasn't too bad um, because they really did do the setup and, uh, and had to restart. And so the great thing is, is that when you go to these activations and then see the, the pilot episode and you see how true they are, it, it actually, it heightened my experience on that one for sure. And that yeah. one was a lot more interactive. Yeah, but the boys, I didn't even realize that was like recreating a scene from the episode until I was like watching the episode. I'm like, wait, I lived this. <laughs> I recognize this because they like recreated the whole electronic store and like the whole like fight that happens inside that store with the uh, the invisible guy, translucent. The interesting thing about that was the fact that um, we didn't find it out or, you know, the rumor mill travels fast and you hear people online saying there's a secret door, like there's some sort of code, there's some sort of secret clue that you have or password you have to get to get into this other room. And so with us having these coins, I was thinking like, are we going to have some sort of special thing, whatever. And we didn't find out about it until afterwards. Some people got in, um, but it was brilliant. That So there's a phone number that was on the building. And if you called it, I think it, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it either gave you a text message to tell you something 
or it, the code told, or whatever. It told you to find the code, which was basically the license plate number of the the car that had crashed through the electronics store. And then you had to go tell that code to this guy that just seemed to be standing around, but he was really like guarding the entrance to this hidden comic book shop. So basically you told him that number. Then he's like, Oh, go ahead. So you entered the comic book shop and then it was like a real comic book store. Um, like they had a dartboard set up. You basically threw darts and depending on how well you did, you got certain levels of comics or prizes. They would give you to, to take home. So I, I did it the next day. I went over and, and did that and they end up giving me a comic for the boys. One of the, one of the comics, for that i think that's what everyone got by default was one of the comics from the boys and then if you did if you like amory scored a little bit higher she also got some additional comic for something else i forget what it was but uh so it it, it depended how well you shot the darts and then they took your picture with a little mini polaroid and put it up on the wall showing that you um you signed it and then uh it was just like proof that you were one of the people that found the the shop. Yeah, it was really, really well done. I mean, the fact that they, you know, they crashed this car into this, this electronic store and then they're telling you this guy is missing and there's sort of like this body imprint on the wall that's kind of pushed through, you know, where do you think you went? And then there was like flowers on the floor and there was a letter and then somebody found a key. It was like something you have to find the remote that had um, something hidden in it or a code. I can't even remember what it was. And then you had to unlock this thing. So everybody that was in the room participating in the activation was looking for things. So I thought that was really cool. Then they did have the the plant. Like they had a guy wearing like a POW t-shirt and like you thought he was just one of the other people participating but then all of a sudden he gets stabbed and oh, right. like then there's all this commotion and like he's like you're you're siding with the soups and like so then he like stabs the guy and like then he falls to the ground and you see his blood and they're like wait a minute <laughs> what's going on like or he's like you're filming all this for the soups i'm like i got a camera is he gonna come after me next <laughs> like why isn't he coming after me and so then uh so then yeah yeah, there's all that commotion and then we ended up like running out of there uh after that yeah that was uh i mean that was pretty well done because they kind of created their own scene around the aftermath of of a scene that's right out of the show and uh so that's uh you know that was that was pretty cool uh the the whole amazon thing was uh I mean, it was pretty cool, but it was another one of those things, though, that, like, if you were there attending Comic-Con and you got in line, you were going to wait in line to be let in, and then you had three more lines to wait in to go through things, and, you know, you were going to spend at least a half a day there just to go through those uh yeah, I mean, I think it was good. It was a good thing, like, if you don't have tickets, like, just something to go 
yeah. and spend a whole day on. Because like when you walk in, they would give you like a bag of coins, which then later you could exchange for like churros or fruit or other food uh, that you could get to eat while you're there during the day. They had water that was available. And like that tower that Lynn had mentioned in the middle, they were doing like performances related to all three of the shows. Like every hour there was some performance. We happened to be there during this one for the boys where it was like the soup support group where people are getting up and giving their testimonials of how a soup ruined their life. And then everyone was like cheering soup suck, soup suck and like agreeing with them. I mean, they were some of the most ridiculous but absolutely hilarious stories of how these soups ruined their life. One person like they they ripped a page out of their autograph book or something. Someone else got a venereal disease from a soup. And it was like it ran the gamut of these crazy stories of, of how their lives were ruined. Yeah, all told, the Amazon one was one of the uh, the, the better outdoor activations that was uh, set up. Uh, I think the other one that we all did was uh, we went and checked out the uh, Fox uh, animation domination, uh, like carnival stuff they had set up. They had a Ferris wheel. Uh, and then they also had a bunch of uh, carnival games uh, that you could uh, that you could play that were all you know somewhat themed around uh, the different animated shows and uh, you know from the uh, you know like Papa Shot to uh, giant cornhole uh, like giant tic tac toe and tet and uh, not Tetris uh, what's that game. Jenga, Jenga. Yeah, Jenga and Connect Four. And uh, and then they also had, there's a couple other. Yeah, like one of those like water gun race things. Yeah. And then they were going to be doing a, a free like soft serve cone ice cream stand and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, so uh, that was, you know, that was kind of fun to, to see also go on the, uh, uh, the Ferris wheel and stuff like that. Uh, early in the morning before there was uh before they had opened it all up for everybody and then uh the other was getting to uh jump the line to play the uh, South Park mini golf course which was <laughs> uh which was a lot of fun uh in all the way through to the what was like the 7th hole or something like that which was <laughs> Was that the spread legs yeah, one? Yeah, the one that had like <laughs> very giant disturbing. spread legs that you had to stand between and putt through. Uh, but no, it was the mom with her kid behind that said to one of the, uh, you know, one of the people that was working the the activation was, she goes, "This is the most suggestive one yet." <laughs> like it's South Park. What? What did you think this yeah. was going to be? Well, while we were waiting, there was some little kid that ran up in one of their picture next to the pot smoking rug. Like, sorry, I don't watch a show. I'm sure the character has a name. But he's like, Mommy, take my picture. <laughs> like, this is so disturbing. <laughs> it was inappropriate on so many levels. And then, you know, I had to, no self respecting Canadian couldn't take a picture beside the whole Blame Canada stuff. So, yeah, they had a whole Blame Canada hole and, uh, and a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of different holes based, you know, somewhat off of the, uh, you know, different parts of the show, and 
And uh, but because we were going straight to hell, the gates of hell. That was one of the. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, but that was fun. Just a, you know, a little early morning competition uh, to start the day. I won't say but we who have won to talk me. about the hockey. <laughs> yeah, he he also invented his own rules, <laughs> which yeah. were not mini golf rules, and they changed I throughout. I didn't invent my own <laughs> rules. Yeah, I think you did. But let's let's not forget but about anyway. the best activation. Let's not forget about the best activation. Is my favorite, and I would have like killed to speak to the people who put it together because it was just. You're talking so about on the, point with the show. The Pennyworth one? And that would be correct, good sir. Well, I was thinking uh, we can we Move can talk about that one discussion. in the uh since we visited that as a part of a party at night, I figure we could uh maybe talk about it there. And uh move move on to the uh the I never made it back into the uh, convention floor. Lynn, you went in a couple times. Did you ever go? You you went on preview night, right, Kyle? Yeah, I did about an hour and a half on preview night, which just a mad dash. I can go through all of the various booths I visited because it was only one trip um, and what swag I grabbed. But um, you want me to go through what yeah, I did? What, 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 okay. stuff did, what kind of stuff was out there that you uh, hit upon? Yeah, so when I walked in, I did my usual track of flying by the Fox booth to grab a poster tube. Then I went by the WB booth where they're giving out all their TV guides or whatever it is. And also they gave like a, a whole pile of swag as I was walking through. They gave like a Superman CD, a Batman keychain and like a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, then I went over to the stars booth where they had stuff set up for like the Rook and um, a few of the other shows. But basically you walked in and then you pressed a button and it told you if you're a winner, you could either win um, tickets to their Rook autograph session or to or this box of stuff. Uh, so the first time I went through it spit out two tickets both said sorry you're not a winner but i heard these other people in front of me that had already won stuff they're like oh let's go back in again and like they went, went right back in there was no line so i'm like well i'll go back in second time i got the bag of fan stuff which had like a like an outlander mug and um like a little fan and uh some other stuff like a rook power thing for your like a portable power supply, some other random stuff. So I ended up getting the swag that um, there. Then I went over to the Snowpiercer booth where they had like this vending machine that you could fill in and, and you just fill in some information, watch a little video, and they spit out a bug bar, which is basically like the things that they eat in the movie and now the TV show. They're basically made with like crickets and bugs rather than like because they're on this moving train. You can't really raise a whole lot of cattle or other things to to make protein so uh they spit that out once i saw it was peanut butter i was fine with the crickets once i saw peanut butter i'm like no thanks and so i i didn't end up eating it um but i would have tried it had it not been peanut butter um then i went over to the shutter booth where they basically just had like a giant statue of like the um not the Crypt Keeper, the um, the character from Creep Show, 
Um, so they had that set up and they had someone there. I, I mentioned, hey, I'm doing the Creep Show press room later this week. And the guy said, oh, you are? You hand me like the, the swag they're only giving out to people if they sign up for a free trial of the of of shutter but he gave me the stuff anyway so i was like oh this works i should just say i'm doing the press room for everything that i pass by <laughs> um then i did go over to try to get into the dark crystal thing to see what that was but i was waiting in line for a good 30 minutes and like they had just opened and they weren't even moving anyone in yet so eventually i just bailed because i had to uh i had my brooklyn 99 uh, activation time coming up so I end up leaving that so I never got to see what was in that I, I did go back later in the week uh, because once I saw someone got a picture with Forky from Toy Story 4 I had to make sure I went and found that on the floor and, and got my picture taken with Forky uh, and I did go back in because I had won in the exclusives lottery uh, the only thing I had won was a ticket to the Krypton autograph signing. So I went to do that. When I went in for that, they're like, and now signing for the Krypton uh, autograph signing is the star of Krypton. <laughs> I was assuming it was going to be like, hey, it's the whole cast is there. But no, it was the star. It's the only one person there. I mean, and then the signature was like just his two initials, which I'm sure that's how he signed stuff. But it was like, a giant poster with two little initials on it is what I get. <laughs> but eh, it was it was free and it was another experience. So, um, yeah, so that was the extent of what I did on the show floor across the weekend. How about you, Lynn? Uh, uh, your first time seeing the uh, craziness of the uh, convention floor. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the the days of early days of NAPI, which is a programming um, convention. Um, it was insanity because I didn't get to go to the preview. I think we had other schedules or something or just too tired. So I didn't get any free swag, sadly. Um, but I, I managed to secure a book for our good friend Ivy, who contributes to TV Times 3. And participate. So that was a victory. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I tried to see the Dark Crystal. That didn't happen. I was trying to get some footage. I went twice. Um, I tried to schedule an appointment to go up on the, the DC Warner Brothers booth because it's pretty high up and you can get some footage of the floor, kind of get a lay of the land and, you know, get some video coverage. Um, so I had a meeting scheduled or appointment scheduled 3 p.m. Then it got booked saying something else had come up and I kind of forgot about it until three o'clock came around and I was by the booth and everything stopped. And the reason why it stopped is because it was a Game of Thrones autograph session. And basically, once that happened, there was no way you were moving anywhere near. It was gridlock. And so, of course, people were taking pictures of the cast uh, doing the autograph sessions, um, I guess I guess that's as close as everybody was going to get to it. And so I kind of detoured around. Um, people were buying up a frenzy, like even the peanuts um, store. They actually had to shut down the line because of space and safety issues. Um, so yeah, like I saw, you know, there was some Star Wars, Star Wars, excuse me, Star Wars. Um, the stormtroopers display uh, went to the auction thing. I would have liked to have done a little bit of interviewing there, but just 
It was just too crowded and too noisy, but there was some incredible things that are going on auction in London in the fall. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really interesting. I think, you know, obviously Comic-Con is, has become this behemoth thing. It's not just television. It's not just film. It's not just comic books. It's, it's so much. So you could really, depending on what your interests are, you know, you could be focusing on just one sort of pillar of those three things. And so that was kind of interesting to see, you know, what was the big draw for some things and what were the other not so big draws, I guess, just so to speak. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. As I said, I didn't make it into the, uh, I went into the convention center to get my lanyard and comic-con bag and uh that was the only time i went into the convention center this year uh usually i make it in for something uh or or on another day or something go in and check out some of the show floor uh but that didn't uh that didn't happen this year so we'll move on to the uh worthy events or best events you uh, attended at night and uh lynn we'll start with you since you're we can uh, talk a little uh pennyworth activation yes absolutely and it's the only thing that i went to at night besides the boys screening so i guess that covers it pretty quickly for me um the pennyworth one we went to uh you know not having seen the pilot yet it was, you know, just this really moody looking bar that they had set up. And I would have loved to have seen the before and after because they recreated this so well. So you walk in, it was down the stairs in this bar and they had this full Gothic looking dining room set with um, a candelabra and chandeliers and um, this little secret uh, book bookcase with this woman in a padded room. Um, they had uh, specialty theme drinks, you know, to keep on on theme. Which the bartender, with mixing up the esme uh, with the cocktail shaker, decided that he was going to shake it so vigorously it was going to splatter all over Amory and I. So would have liked to have had a larger drink as a replacement after, which would have been nice because we were pretty much baptized in, in our themed cocktail drinks. So you're and saying, uh, uh, the drinks were on you that night? <laughs> literally on us. Yes. Literally on us. I knew you were going to say that I was trying to avoid it, but huh. um, yeah, I mean, it, they, the, the cool thing was that they had this little torture chamber room that had chains from the ceiling and they were doing photo ops. And so they had these like beef eater type guys with these like, really creepy looking, you know, masks covering their mouths. And they were like, where is Alfred? Tell us where he is. Tell us what you know. And then they kind of sit you in this sort of electric chair type thing. And then depending on the person or they're mixing it up, the guy in front of us got this like, you know, electric chair kind of halo thing put on him. I, and then I they snap that. a photo yeah. of it. Ah, Kyle got it. I was <laughs> hoping I was a little nervous about doing it, but, um, yeah, so they did that, and then they snapped a picture and they sent it to you. Uh, they had um, they did a printing press piece where you get this postcard that had the Union Jack and this Raven on it, and then they were serving like chocolate covered cigars, and um, 
Yeah, it was just really, really well done. And then at the end, they actually had a guy who brought in a raven. So I got a picture with that. And then having watched the pilot, or we attempted to, and this is in no way indicative of the quality of the show. It was just the fact that, you know, it was Comic-Con. It was, I don't know how many miles we had walked that day and everything else, but we fell asleep at like the opening credits kind of thing. But the show, the pilot, proved how incredibly they did this activation because it was so on theme like everything to the printing press to the little torture chamber room to the to the costuming and they had performers there like a a a drag queen performer everything was related to that that pilot episode so i think that heightened it for me even more the fact that you know it was a great little you know, cocktail reception type thing, but the fact that it was so on point with the uh, the pilot really made it for me. Yeah, I think during the regular time they still had drinks, but they were mocktails instead of actually having a- alcohol in them, like we got. Because um, I I saw someone else post pictures and they said they had mocktails. The um, there was also some guy there that would write a poem for you, which is just kind of random. He was just sitting there. His arm must have been tired by the end of the night. Like you just walk up and he'd hand write this poem on a piece of paper and give it to you. Um, you mentioned the the girl in the padded padded room. Like I walked in there and so she was acting. She's like, oh, help me, help me. I'm like, oh, how can I help you? And like I started laughing because it was just absolutely ridiculous. Like the situation I was in like stop laughing I I need you to stop laughing because it's making me laugh so she like stayed in character while complaining that I was laughing because I was messing up her acting in character um I did also go through like the execution like you said and like I tried to play along they're like oh where is he I said I think I saw him at Harrods he was doing some shopping he's like is that London or is it New York and so then I was like, oh no, it's London, it's London. And he's like, oh, I think you're lying to us. And like, and so then they were like doing the thing and like, then they pretend to like smack. Like, one guy was like, he had his hand on my throat, like choking me, while the other guy was like bashing my head with the, some kind of like stick. So uh, it was, uh, it was quite amusing. Like, I even asked the guy, I was like, everyone seems to be laughing while they're executed. And then I end up, I saw my picture. I was laughing as well. He's like, yeah, there's hundreds of them all day long. They're just laughing while we murder them. But, uh, you say it with that accent. Oh yes. Yes. I'm not just making up my accent. Like this is how they were really. And like the postcard that you got too, like, uh, when they gave us that postcard from the print compress, you could like fill that in and like put it in this mailbox at the end of the activation. And they mailed that to you. Like I got mine in the mail the other day. Um, so they would mail that back out to you. So it was all, uh, shipped to you. Uh, they also had some really good bowl. Maybe I should save this for the best food because they had some chocolate covered toffee that was absolutely <laughs> delicious. I ate way too much of that stuff <laughs> in the Pennyworth uh, activation. I did it. I did as well. Uh, but yeah, that one was that one was really good. It it wasn't uh, since it wasn't overly packed in there. Uh, you could you could see all the different things that they had. Uh, but as Lynn said, it was after seeing the show and then seeing how well they had recreated like all these different scenes and, and, you know, 
set pieces from the show. Uh, it was, it was really cool. I think, uh, the other stuff was I got to, uh, went to the NBC party on, uh, what was it? The, uh, Saturday night. Yeah. And, uh, so that's where I got to see, you know, it wasn't set up the same way, uh, as, uh, it was for the, you know, when they were running people through for the activation, but got to see inside of what they had, you know, uh, what they'd set up, but they had moved, you know, some of the desks out and stuff like that so that people could uh, uh, roam around, even though everybody filtered towards the back to the uh, spot where all the food was coming out. <laughs> well, the, the inside became like a dance club yeah. with just a few people inside. Yeah, they had a, they had the DJ inside uh, the, the activation and uh there were people in there dancing uh, other people you know you could get your picture taken at at you know a desk that was set up to be you know like jake's desk or uh in the in the jail cell or uh stuff like that and uh, uh they had the, and then it was you know all a bunch of uh you know nbc related stuff so they also had uh uh, a Seinfeld uh, stuff in there. They had uh, a juke or a jukebox, uh, vending machine. A vending machine. That's the word I'm trying. To remember. You know, <laughs> you know, you get candy out of the jukebox. Uh, but yeah, they had a vending machine set up with uh, Junior Mints and uh, some other uh, Seinfeld uh, stuff uh, that you could just. Uh, after a while, you could. Uh, normally you'd have to play some trivia, which was just, it just asked the same trivia question over and over again uh, to everybody that went up there. Uh, but after a while, they just, uh, the guy uh, gave up trying to make people do the uh, the question before they would go to the vending machine and get something. Uh, they also had uh, uh, some other photo opportunities and stuff like that in there. Uh, but it was cool to see inside the the thing and then hear uh what Kyle had said about how uh they had the uh it set up and and would run you through there as the activation uh another you know in this in a similar vein to the to the Amazon ones where they you know they kind of put you into the show uh a bit and uh so that was uh that was cool to see and then uh the, we did get our celebrity brushes in the yeah. NBC party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, like we 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 talked to um, what's his name? Manny. I can't think of his last name. The guy who plays. Yeah, Manny Jacinto. Who plays Jason on The Good Place? So Jason so went up and said, "Of course, I had to get a picture with him." And he was like, "I said, can I get a picture?" And he said, "Sure." He said, "What's your name?" And I said, "Jason." And I said, "That's." Uh, that's why I had to get a, a photo. Uh, so then, then after yeah. after they got their photo, I was like, well, my name's not Jason. Can I still have a photo? And he's like, oh, what is your name? Gianyu? <laughs> and like, it took me a second to figure out <laughs> what he was asking me. But it was like so quick. He had that joke. Like, already. I don't know. It seemed like it was already planned because it was like immediate. So then I got my photo too. And then later on, like, Terry Crews uh, was flying through the audience and it was like it was like he would like make eye contact with you 
and say, ready? And like, you had to have your <laughs> cell phone out and ready when he walked by to take that selfie with him. But I had mine ready, got my quick selfie, and then he was off to the next person. And like, I saw him like making the eye contact ready, and like the next person was up. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He just he basically selfied him his way through the crowd, <laughs> like uh, all the way to the back. And uh, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was good. And then the uh, Warner Brothers uh, party. That's always cool because they bring like all their casts, and they had theirs set up as sort of a carnival uh, atmosphere. And so uh, the free swag was uh, a, a design your own like a tote bag. They had a bunch of different Warner brother, you know, and comic con, you know, like logos and icons and stuff like that, that you could, uh, uh create your own, uh, design with, and then they would print it onto the bag right there. Uh, and but then, it was useful to have that bag. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it came in handy because they had a bunch of, uh, you know, like uh, throwing darts at balloons or, uh, ping pong balls into cups, uh, one of those water race games again. Yeah, another <laughs> like, one of those. Which, and another basketball game, but, ski but ball. One, but that one with the, uh, where it blew up a balloon. And when that thing popped, like the first time somebody did that, like it sounded like a gun was shot. Like it was so loud, it echoed up there. Uh, yeah, then they had a bunch of different uh, other, you know, pop a shot and stuff like that where you could, and, you know, they were handing out prizes. So, you know, I've got a, a stuffed uh, bat cow and a Bugs Bunny and a <laughs> Same. Wonder Woman action figure. Well, I didn't get the Wonder Woman action figure. I got the bendable uh, Batman. I got a bendable Superman. And I got some other random stuff. But I basically filled my bag with stuff yeah. from these random carnival games. Uh, yeah, I got the, what was it, the, uh, what would you call that thing with the cat ears, Lynn? Is it like a Ooh, like a hair cat tiara? I don't know. It's like a it's like a and hair. Yeah, well, yeah like it a was tiara basically that cat ears, right? Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was. I guess it was. I yeah, it was a head a headband with cat ear with blinged out yeah. cat ears that was for my big old noggin gave me a headache at the end of the day, but that was about as cosplay as I got. But yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, that was some of the fun, uh, the fun things at night that were uh, that were happening. I mean, there's always uh, you know tons of uh, tons of stuff happening. And then after the Warner Brothers went to the uh, boys' screening, and uh, and that was that was cool to sit outside and watch the what turned out to be the first two episodes on the giant screen they had set up at the Amazon activation. Uh, the problem was, is that the chairs they had sitting out there were not made to sit for two plus hours in. And uh, so it, that last episode was, uh, people, especially <laughs> us, were getting kind of restless. You're moving around, you're trying to, Trying to keep going because I didn't realize that it was the first two episodes that they were going to play. And uh, so, yeah, that was but that was still cool to see that out on. the, And they had like, you know, pretty much the whole cast uh, that they introduced at the beginning of it. And uh, so that was that was actually uh, a lot of fun, though. 
Yeah, Amory and I tried to go over after we finally left the WB party, but they wouldn't let us in. It was too late. You guys were already watching the episodes. Yeah, it was it was fun to see. It kind of reminded me of you know our our lovely ATX watching it with fans, and people were so into it. Um, and it was fun, as, as Jason said, to have the cast there. They announced that it was renewed for another season, so people were super hyped about that. I think you know they had hit the open bar before they got on stage. So they were feeling pretty good. Um, they introduced the whole cast. Elizabeth Shue does not age. Um, she looked like Wonder Woman standing there, all like superhero like when they were announcing it. Um, I think we got more of a better shot of them on stage in the big screen than we did at the press room, which was kind of funny in the room with the horrible lighting. And um, it was also Chase Crawford's birthday. So they brought out a dolphin themed birthday cake um, to wish him a happy birthday. And then everybody in the audience sang happy birthday to him, which was really cool. And then they were all a good chunk of the cast because it shoots in Toronto was on our flight on the way back, which was kind of neat. Yeah, all of, all of first class was the boys. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> uh, yeah, on our flight back to Toronto. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's some of the stuff we did at night. Uh, next up, what was the best, weirdest, strangest thing uh, you saw while roaming around? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say for you, Lynn, the best thing was the. Uh, the count doing the special video for the uh, the guy's kid. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to go into the next panel and not be completely like choked up still about that. Um, the publicist said, "You know, I cry every day at work, and and I know what she meant because I've been at jobs where I cry every day at work, and I think it was a very different experience for her." Um, you know, it, it just goes to show you, I mean, television can, can do a lot of things, not only entertain, but inspire and educate. And, um, you know, this, this young boy is going to have this amazing video. Um, you know, he's learned how to count to four and he's, you know, probably this will end up doing something. And the father said, you know, can I send you a follow-up note or whatever? And so I think that was pretty amazing. The weirdest thing I would say roaming around is and and I guess being a newbie I don't know what's real and what's fake and if somebody is using something as leverage comic-con wise or is it part of their shtick or is it part of a show or what was the anti-vaxxers coming up and yeah I don't hide my contempt for for that so they were all sort of dressed up in the um I can't even remember the the movie with Natalie Portman where she shaves her head, but the white mask. V, v for Vendetta. That's it... the one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they're all standing at the entrance to the staircase to cross the over by the Hilton Bayfront. And at first you're like, is this part of a show? Yeah, Am I missing was... something? Yeah, because they were all in costume Am and I stuff. Sure? And you're like, yeah, is this part of a is this part of a show or a movie I don't know? Or are they, are those real signs? Like, are they supposed to be funny? Or like, are they making it? It was such a weird, I think they were actually there 
you know, with their protest or whatever that they were doing, but it was in such a weird way that I'm not sure that they would even they get got their, it. Well, that they no, would even get it, their, I don't know that they would even get their point across because it seemed like it was fake as part of something, you know, like not a real, you know, yeah. Like I, I don't think people like, knew what to make of it. I wasn't sure if they were really people that believed that. Yeah. Like when I was walking by, I'm like, are these people nuts? There's so many of them. Like, how do they find this many people that believe this? Like, I didn't even think that it was part of an activation until after the fact. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe it was some weird kind of art yeah. thing well, that was going you never on. No, because they have, they'll have, a, a, you know, like they had people, you know, roaming through doing the soup suck you know, stuff like yeah. that, you know, for the boys and, you know, so they have different shows and different things that have groups that they, you know, that they hire to go out and do things in the crowd of people walking around the gas lamp area and the, and the convention. And, uh, so you weren't sure because they were in costume and stuff like that. It was, it was, a it was kind of bizarre. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, you weren't you weren't sure what to, what to make of it. So I'm not. It, it was kind of a dumb thing in that they wouldn't even be able to get their whatever point they were trying to make across because of the way they did it. You it, it just seemed like it was a fake thing, part of some show that you didn't know about or something. Yeah. Although it was funny because I was getting really annoyed about it. Cause I was like, I don't think this is an activation. This is stupid. And I'm like, Oh, you're here at Comic-Con. Cause you know, science. And I made some smart aleck comment about it. And the people behind me started laughing. So I think they felt the same way. Like, I think everybody was like, what the heck? And then I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, I, you know, you've got a, a massive audience of people walking through the streets. It was interesting to see religious affiliations out on the street trying to recruit people. Which, I mean, well, they're, they're more power to year. them. Yeah, yeah more they're power the- to them. I mean, you got 200,000 people roaming the streets. You might capture a couple of people that might be interested, but... Although there were some I, that... Uh, was kind of strange. Although there was... I don't recall seeing or hearing the... Uh, there's usually the group that's on the corner with the bullhorn uh, telling everybody that they're going to hell. I don't recall uh, seeing that group there uh, yeah. this year, uh, which is, uh, which was, but there was a few others that were just kind of, uh, they just had like a little thing set up and uh, they were just standing there. And, you know, like if you wanted, if you saw something and you wanted to talk to them, you could, you could do so. They weren't like trying to, you know, they weren't trying to hand you things or, or stuff like that, uh, which was a, a different uh, approach than what you usually see from various uh, uh, things at Comic Con. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the 
you know, the, I didn't see too, I didn't see anything. And it's, it's also like what qualifies as weird or strange at Comic-Con, you know, like, yeah, well, I did see the one thing I saw that I, that I posted a picture of was when I was waiting for the Fox fanfare thing, I saw this dinosaur ride by on a scooter. Which I was like, yeah, that's Comic-Con, but, but it was odd, but it also, oh, and also stand, walking next to him with Spider-Man. So, I mean, it's, but I mean, it's like what you typically, see in comic-con yeah well i thought it was pretty cool because you now that you mentioned it it, at the airport you're checking your bags and there's a tyrannosaurus rex like at the at the check-in counter which i thought was kind of cool i think there was spider-man in one of the stores doctor Um, who was in front of me to check into his airplane to his flight which i didn't understand why he didn't just take the tardis home that would have been a lot easier and faster (laughs) well i i was trying to reorganize my carry-on bags so i wouldn't have to to literally carry it and check it and and just basically my bag exploded right in front of neil mcdonough um from van helsing and eight million and other things so i was like oh that's just great like i'm making a mess i'm becoming that passenger that i hate in front of somebody that i really like his work so that was kind of weird um but what about did you guys see the um sci-fi karaoke machine i would love the uh, sorry sci-fi karaoke double-decker bus is that um no that's not the one where they were pedaling themselves right no not the pedaling one but there was actually that was the sci-fi trivia (laughs) oh yeah that was the sci-fi trivia but there was a double-decker bus that was touring around the gas lamp district um gas lamp excuse me and in the the surrounding area and they were singing karaoke and it wasn't until i was on twitter later on that i saw like emily andros and i think a whole bunch of winona erper erpers if i'm saying that right were on that bus i don't know if it's when i heard them singing but whoever was singing had some pretty good pipes on that bus um so i thought that was kind of fun and it was a way to kind of capture people's attention a little bit um because they were singing and everything was echoing through the through the streets so that was kind of neat all right so what was the uh what was the best thing you bought and or got uh at comic-con swag wise kyle Kyle, I think you got, you I got a whole pile I, of stuff. So what was that? I don't. I don't think I bought anything. I mean, I think the best piece of swag was probably the um, the the Yeti like cup that we got at the Expanse activation. Um, yeah, I think I'll uh, I'll go with that. <laughs> to, so you can put it with your uh, twelve. Uh, I only have five Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan water, water bottles. bottles. <laughs> I can fill it with the Jack Ryan water bottle. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool because it's a nice, you know, quality cup that's not going to, you know, likely break on you within, you know, a couple times of using it or something. Uh, but I think also the, uh, the, the Pandora t-shirts that they were handing out at the press room, uh, they're really like thick, high quality t-shirts. Like they're really nice. And they had a bunch of different ones with different uh, different logos and different things uh, in regards to the show. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I think that's the only t-shirt I got. Normally you get a bunch of t-shirts. I think that was the only t-shirt I got all weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That was that. And then 
I think you know, like the the bat cow is is <laughs> is really cool. Uh, and the and the customized bag for as a thing to sort of commem- com- commemorate that year of Comic Con, uh, like they've done, uh, you know, like T-shirts and stuff like that. You know, build your own in the past. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, what about you, Lynn? Uh, I would have to say the. Um... What was I going to say? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I mean, fifth, I guess we don't have a prenup yet, so 50% of that back cow is mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, like, the the cat ears. Uh, I think it was kind of fun to have the um, big fingers, the F suits. Oh, yeah. It was kind of fun <laughs> at the screening. Um, they it made was also great super, packing tools. It was also super fun when I gave two of them to Amory on the <laughs> on the Saturday night after she had left. I don't know her second party. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was See, that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that was worth the price of of those um, fingers. It was quite funny. Uh, the expanse cups for sure. I can tell you the swag that I wish I had gotten was the lovely Comic-Con um, t-shirts commemorating yeah. the 50 years, which being a newbie, I'm sorry if, if I know lines are part of it, but to me, I mean, we missed the pre-order, so we were bad about that. And I hate to use the, the term we, but we we both missed well, it. We well, um, neither of us realized that it was like... You know, some, noon Eastern time. Yeah, some random noon noon on on the Monday. I just thought it was Monday. You know, like you had through Monday to do it, and then it turned out it was uh, through Monday at noon, and it was one o'clock when I found that out. So we stood in line for oh over probably an hour to try to get into the non-merch thing, but there were people who had already pre-ordered. This is what I don't understand. Comic-Con, if you're listening, they had pre-ordered it and they had been waiting for two or three hours to pick up something they've already purchased. Like I understand not as well, not as well understand, you know, if you have to line up because the people picking up their merchandise have first dibs, that's fine. I think there should be a completely separate thing, but Somebody was complaining and they were being a little bit snarky. But if I had to wait two hours in line to pick up something I already bought, I'd probably be snarky too. Yeah, that's um, the thing is they don't seem to have the, um, like they only have like a handful of, you know, there was only what, maybe six or seven different shirt designs and, and, uh, you know, probably 12 things total that you could buy. And, yeah, granted, you could buy it in different sizes, but you you have, you know, that set up behind you. I don't know why it takes so long to, you know, scan somebody's ticket and then have somebody grab it and hand it to them. And then, you know, the next person. Like, it was taking so long to run, you know, people through you would expect maybe there to be a little bit of time for somebody that's trying to order something or trying to buy something there uh, that was in the not, you know, the non prepaid line uh, because, you know, you have to pay and it takes time for, you know, that type of stuff to, to happen. The other, you're just, 
you're just handing something to somebody, you know, and, and scanning it that they've, you know, so it's in the system that they picked it up. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. That how long it was, how long the lines were for, uh, for that. And, and we're not moving, uh, very fast at all. Uh, and so, if I so was, even if we had bought ahead of time, we still would have been standing in line forever to pick it up. Yeah. The thing that was amusing is I have to say, and I have to say this across the board, all the kids that I've seen in lines waiting for everything were phenomenal. I mean, I was tired and cranky and I'm of a certain age and there are kids like six, 10, 12, they were like the people next to us were more amusing than some of the act like not the activations, but some of the stuff we were seeing was like, they were playing, um, was it head games or something that app that, um, Ellen DeGeneres has where you kind of put your phone up to the screen and it says something and you kind of have somebody else acted out the whole family was playing it and they were so good at it and it was kind of passing the time so that was that was kind of amusing but yeah it was just really ineffective and if I was Warner Brothers I would have been really upset by the manufacturing of the Comic-Con bags because they were obviously not equipped to handle anything more than a sock because I had mine on I had just the catalog in it and I took it off my shoulder and it ripped. So um, I'm sure they're not going to be too happy with all the replacement bags that they had to do. And yeah, and probably it all like a, 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 that was a lot, uh, a lot more than normal was happening to it. That, that, that was happening that, that the bags were ripping and, and stuff like that. They, yeah. they weren't quite as, uh, Strong was, as in past years, it didn't seem. This was the first year I actually used mine because I had to carry all that swag from the <laughs> from the show floor, and it was it it stayed fine for me. And it was the first year I actually used it. Had it ripped, I would have been <laughs> really upset. The first time I ever tried to actually use one of these bags, I literally had the catalogs in it and a, and a, like a scarf, and I took it off my shoulder and it ripped. So. I'm, and I am known to overpack, and this was one of the first times where there was nothing in it, and it ripped. So, um, needless to I say, I just that got was kind of a... lucky. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Swag and a bag that stayed in one piece. All right. So, uh, what was the best thing you ate, Kyle? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So the toffee at the Pennyworth (laughs) activation was so good. I ate way too much of that. Way more than any diabetic should. (laughs) But it was so good and so worth it. But uh, also, like, I got to try Carl's Jr. for the first time at the... um, So when we did the press activation, um, they had a Carl's Jr. truck out out, uh, out there. It wasn't there during the normal times, only during the press times. But you could just go and and you walk up and you could just pretty much order what you want and everything was free. So that was uh, that was good as well. And you can't go wrong with a Western bacon cheeseburger from Carl's Jr., I end up getting whatever that meatless one is. I figured, out when am I ever going to try this? So <laughs> tried I, the, the, the Beyond and it meat. tasted just like, yeah, it just tasted like a regular hamburger. Had I not known, I would have just thought it was a was a hamburger. So that was interesting. Um, I mean, the Cubano sandwich 
tiny pieces that we got at the NBC party were were really good, but you had to wait around. The only thing that had protein in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the one problem with that party. Everything was tiny. And almost all of it was vegetarian. So when they finally came out with the Cubano sandwiches, which were basically like, I'd say, a centimeter wide slices, like everyone ascended on that person carrying those out. And then when it came for dessert time, they had some really good lemon thingies. Uh, like, I don't know what they were, like tarts, lemon tarts that were tiny. Then they brought out these creme brulee cupcakes that were oh. ginormous. <laughs> like you couldn't even bite into it without like it was too big to take a bite of everything at once because it was like good three inches tall i don't know why that was so much bigger than everything else (laughs) it tasted good but it was just ginormous yeah they really closed the night out well with the (laughs) giant cupcakes i'm Uh, still dreaming about those cupcakes those cupcakes were really good that was uh the creme brulee cupcakes at the nbc party uh, the, uh, the donuts that they had at the Warner Brothers party, they had one of those little mini donut, uh, things that they were conveyor belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were cooking the donuts right there and then they were putting, uh, cocoa powder or powdered sugar or, uh, or cinnamon, cinnamon sugar, sugar on them. And, uh, yeah, getting a little cone of those donuts, uh, I, I think I ate those like you ate the toffee at the, uh, <laughs> Uh, those were, those were really good. Um, the, the Oreo cookie, uh, pancake at uh, breakfast Republic, always a winner. Um, and then, uh, I think, uh, Lynn will agree with me on the uh, tiki toast at the uh, broken yoke is, uh, is a high quality breakfast item. Because you take Hawaiian sweet bread and you turn it into French toast. I mean, what's not to like? Uh, that was pretty incredible. And then, of course, uh, you know, multiple trips to sweet things. Uh, that was uh, that was good. Also, because I got to finish out my punch card, so I got to get my free item this year. <laughs> After all the punches I got last year. Uh, so, yeah. What about uh, what about you, Lynn? Breakfast Republic eggs, the scrambled eggs. Uh, was it meat lovers or something? Were yeah, the, the best scrambled scrambles. eggs I've ever had in my life. Um, they were phenomenal. The tiki toast, sweet things. Uh, the Dole Whip um, was incredible. Uh, yeah, I think those were the the big ones for me for sure. And the toffee. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. And I'm not a big person on that, but I, yeah, it was kind of hard not to want to steal the entire bowl of those. And I'd love to know where they got them from or if they were made or where you could purchase them. That would have been a great parting gift, like a little gift bag (laughs) of those. A little bag of chocolates at the end. I think the other thing was too, is like when we first got in there, they, they hadn't really started bringing out the, the food yet. And so, like, that was the only thing to eat. <laughs> we were just hungry. But then you were like, oh, this is really good. And then you're walking around. You're like, oh, there's another bowl of them over here. I'll just have one while I'm waiting in this line. <laughs> it's like you're reading my mind. <laughs> I 
spent way too much time with you guys at these food events because <laughs> I, I can see where you're going. But the food, the food at the Pennyworth event was quite good too. The hors d'oeuvres were quite good. Um, but yeah, those toffee things and that thankfully I didn't get the invite to the uh NBC party or the was it the NBC or Warner Brothers party that had that creme brulee cupcake, yeah, sorry. Yeah, NBC, having yeah. a brain fart. The NBC one was so cramped, <laughs> like you could not move. <laughs> like well, that was, what was so funny when we finally, when we when we were starting to leave and we walked back in to check out the. I wanted to get a couple more pictures inside the activation, <laughs> and you walk in and there's like, there's like a maybe like five or six people that were actually like you know taking pictures of each other or whatever and stuff, and then there was like, in where they had the briefing room set up, there was like three or four uh, women like dancing and then like out in the, uh, the bullpen area, there was like a group of like five people dancing, but there was nobody, <laughs> there was like nobody in there. And you walk out the back in this like little courtyard area that they had in the back. And then everybody was just crammed in, uh, in there. And like I said, I think it was partially because that was where the opening, where the food was coming out was from the back of it and nothing ever made it like, more than like 10, 15 feet into, <laughs> into the party before they were turning around with an empty dish and going back. I just remembered something else that was phenomenal was that Bub's, that burrito thing. Oh, yeah, that was, was really good. The, uh, it was the, was it the little, the little hammer or something like that? Yeah, Lilla Hammer or something. And it was like basically almost like a breakfast burrito. It was like scrambled eggs, meat, cheese, bacon. Yeah, the ingredients are steak, eggs, cheese, steak, and tater tots. And they put steak in there twice because they do actually put a lot of steak uh, in there. But yeah, it was like a steak and potato, you know, cheese uh, breakfast burrito, but it and it came with the, you know, the, uh, like home fries and, and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was really good. I, and I don't know how long it's been on the bub's menu, but I don't know how I've missed it because it was fantastic. Washed it down with the heavy side of a gorgeous salad, green salad, which was pretty good too. Yeah, that's right. In the in the event to try and be healthy, take one giant steak and potato burrito, please, and a and a salad. Can we get some salad over here? Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was some of the uh, some of the good stuff. Like uh, yeah, if you're in San Diego, you got a Breakfast Republic, Broken Yolk, Bubs. Uh, and then always, uh, I really like the pizza at basic, uh, which, uh, Kyle got to join us this time cause we went way later and he was already done with all of his things. There's yeah, also the $10 nachos. <laughs> oh, yeah. How can we forget the nachos, the build your own nachos? Kyle. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah even hashtag, some of the peppers hashtag, is too many. Yeah, hashtag still too many peppers. Yes. <laughs> Although it keeps me from overeating the first couple of days. <laughs> After I have that the first day, I don't really, uh, I don't really want to eat the rest. Yeah, well, I have to say on the disappointing front, this was this year. Uh, Bootlegger decided not to do the build your own burger on Thursday night. Uh, that they've, you know, during Comic Con. 
so they've done it in uh, past years, and it's usually been, uh, you know, something that we'd hit up because it's a good burger and it's a great deal. But uh, I guess they figured they were losing their shirt on it. I guess I don't know, but uh, but yeah, you get in early, go on Tuesday, get the build your own nachos, still ten bucks. And uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was good. All of the things, yeah. I uh, after that, and then a week in uh, Toronto and Montreal. Even though, according to my Fitbit, I walk like seventy-five miles in, uh, you know, like twelve days or thirteen days or whatever. I still, the scale said I gained way too many pounds <laughs> in that short period of time. Uh, I will have to say the little app that comes with the uh, that comes with the scale is mean because when you step on it and it says, "Are you sure this is the right person for this account?" There's a, been a basically like a dramatic change in weight <laughs> since the last time you weighed. Uh, that's kind of mean. I mean this. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, anything else? Uh, other fun things or whatever that you did uh, that we haven't covered already. How about you, Kyle? Anything? Um, I can't really think of anything. I mean, we did do trivia night. We came in second. Uh, but... yeah, not, yeah, not as good as last year when there was 12 people in the group, apparently. <laughs> well, the guy even warned us saying that teams over eight he was going to split so last year we would have been split into two teams <laughs> had we uh had this guy yeah well i think we should have been split into two teams last year because then we could have taken first and second place that's true <laughs> uh but yeah how about uh how about you lynn um i realized my papa shot skills have um lessened since doing it in Toronto, because I was terrible at the Fox Fun thing, uh, Fun Fair animation. Back, there's too many Fs in that Fun Fox, Fox <laughs> I was Fun animation. Super, super, super fast. Super terrible at the one they had at the Warner Brothers thing. It was super small. Like it, sh- it, it seemed like it should be easier because you're so close. But it had like this metal roof over the top of it, and I think it was like really for you know maybe like 10 year old kids to be playing it was like kid size because you couldn't put any arc i just kept hitting the thing in front of it and i couldn't make any baskets on that one uh because it was like i the, know i'm it was like the fox one if it was shrunk like in half <laughs> like i, I did much I'm better at the fox genres. one <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, I know I'm mixing sports teams, but we needed a little deflate gate at the Fox one because the balls were so new and they needed to be deflated a little bit because um, they were sticking in the the yeah, gate they, for they, the basketball thing. Yeah, so they were they filled up so it. much that they wouldn't, that half the balls wouldn't roll back down right. to you when you were trying to, uh, when you were trying to play. Uh, so yeah, we were a beta test for the... <laughs> Uh, before they opened it up. Uh, but yeah, not necessarily Comic-Con related, but it was fun going to the zoo. Never been to the San Diego Zoo before. So uh, that was that was a lot of fun to check out. And uh, 
What's that? I said definitely. I completely forgot about that. I was so Comic Con focused. Yeah. Um, the the best thing to do is obviously do your build your own nachos for ten dollars and then say, oh, I'm gonna walk a little bit yeah. in the zoo and then take the bus, but then basically walk the entire circumference of the San Diego Zoo. And then get on the bus. Yeah, and then get on the the bus that takes you around and realize that you've already seen all but one small section of the zoo uh, in the uh, in the much longer walk than you had originally started out on to take. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that more than about covers it for all the uh, all the stuff that we saw. You know, mainly in the uh, TV related stuff. Because there was also plenty of other stuff happening. Uh, obviously, uh, Marvel had a, a lot of big announcements. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise showed up to uh, hype. Uh, you know, the next uh, Top Gun movie and and stuff like that. So it's always interesting where you're at something, and then you still see like the news coverage of it later, and you're like, oh, that happened while I was doing this thing over here. Uh, so yeah, huge event. Uh, always a good time if you're into any of these things you know the definitely something to put on a bucket list uh to to take uh take a trip down to San Diego for if you get uh get in there and uh as and even if even if you don't have a ticket there's yeah. so many of these activations you could spend all weekend just going to those yeah, because most of the stuff that's set up outside the convention center is no bad, you know, no badge required. So you can just uh, you can check out all these things like the Amazon, the Pennyworth, uh, a bunch of other uh, stuff that they had set up around. Uh, uh, Shazam, Shark Week. Yeah, there was there was Pikachu. A, yeah, there was yeah, there was a bunch of. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff, and there was huge lines to take to go through that Shazam thing. Like it was mind blowing. I would have loved a pair of those Pikachu, the headband thing that gave you like the Pikachu ears and the little detective hat in between them. That looks so awesome. But I was not going to wait in line for the detective Pikachu thing. Yeah, all right. So that'll do it. Uh, as always, you can uh, find links to the uh, news stories we talked about. Uh, as Speaking well of that, as, uh, what I have something a, else? I, <laughs> something yes, else. I'm. I'm going to pull an Amory. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Baskets has now been canceled, uh, and the series finale will be the season four finale on August twenty second. So, <laughs> so sad. there's some late breaking breaking news. Uh, news. <laughs> I was. I said there was probably something <laughs> happening while we were recording, and there it is. Uh, so we'll have uh, links to uh, all of that, uh, and then also links to uh, our various sites uh, and uh, videos, Comic Con coverage uh, that we uh, put out over the next few weeks uh, at uh, Amory's My Take on TV and Kyle's No Reruns and uh, at TV Holic. And uh, we'll have links to all of that stuff, uh, as well as uh, where you can uh, contact us in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 413. And on the uh, next few episodes, uh, once we get it uh, sort of planned out of which ones we'll be talking about when, uh, we'll go through and do our fall TV previews and talk about uh, all the new stuff coming to the uh, broadcast uh, and cable and streaming uh, this fall. 
And uh, with that, uh, thanks again, Kyle and Lynn, for uh, joining me on episode 413. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being had. Thank you.